0: Forward to that. You know, I, I tell you what, take your Bibles, please, and turn to Proverbs chapter 1. I <clears throat> in some ways I wish we could just kind of sit down and, and talk a little bit right now. Gotta get into uh gonna get into God's word. It, it, was, it was good to be away, but then Sunday morning hits and it's like, yeah, i, I got to preach. One time, where's my wife? Ah, oh, there she is. I mean, she, she remembers this. Um, one time we were out camping. We were up at Lodgepole. By the way, next year we've got to go. Everybody's going to Lodgepole. Everybody. Uh, if, you can't, if you don't have anything to sleep in, talk to the Granby's. They've got this humongous trailer you know, I think it's, I think it sleeps 27, you know, so just, you know, no problem. But, uh, anyway, uh, we were, we were out camping and I told my wife, I said, you know, I'm just itching to, to, uh, to preach. I you know, I feel like the Lord has me, he's going to have me preaching and we're on vacation and we're not going to be here. So we decided to, um, visit a local church and, uh uh, I saw the men standing around and they're kind of wondering what's going to happen, you know, what to do. So, what's wrong? I said, Our pastor's wife went into labor overnight. They're over at the hospital. She had a baby this morning. I said, Hey, tell your preacher. I'll preach for him. And that's what it did, you know. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I had a message. I had a message that I had started working on long before, really long before we went on vacation. And so I started to pursue finishing that message, and the Lord said, no. Now, I'm not kidding. You ask my wife. I, I, I don't know how to persuade anybody else. In fact, quite honestly, I don't need to persuade anybody else. I, I, I just know this. Week after week after week after week, people, it has been stunning what God has done week after week. I mean, there are times I have struggled, I've prayed, it's like, Lord, what do you want to do? I, You know, I thought for sure you had me going this direction or whatever. And then God settles it. This is what I want you to speak on. Now I'm telling you, that happens, and God is so good in that. But that means, and again, you might kind of poo-poo this, well, that's between you and God. But I'm convinced that the Lord does come along and say, listen, this is what is important. This is what I want you to preach on. This is what you know. I want you to declare from God's word. I, I love, I love getting away, and going on vacation. Not only did we go to, to Yellowstone, but twice we wound up going to our favorite campground uh, up there at Lodgepole, and uh, you know it, it's 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 really it's it's really something. I don't know what you go through when you go through, when you go on vacation, but I'm asking the Lord, okay, Lord, just speak to me just if there's something that you want me to meditate on or whatever. And I'm telling you, it's amazing. You know, I get up there, we, we, we get up to the campsite or whatever, like the first time when we left here last for vacation, we, we drove all the way upstate in Winnemucca, and then drove on up to uh, Yellowstone. But we can get away, or I can get set up in the campsite. You know, we get the chairs out, the trailers all set up. You know, there's the wood for the fire. Sit down, and, and, and I can literally feel the stress just dripping off my fingers. You know, it's just, it's great. But the thing that is really amazing is this. And again, it takes place again and again and again. The stress comes off and the thoughts just flood my mind. Fantastic. It's amazing what happens. God just rushes in and says, I want you to think about this. Now, this was interesting. This was twice that this happened with me when, you know, being gone. The second time was just this last week. We went for the last time up to Lodgepole, and you know, sat down, and the Lord said, "You know something? I don't have all of you." And you know something? He was right. You know, see, I have a problem when, it go, when, when we go camping. The good thing is we get camping. And we get all set up like I was just talking about. The bad thing is I'm surrounded by eye candy. Three-quarter ton trucks and fifth wheels. People are camping. You know, I don't care about the tents. This body left tenting a long time ago. (laughs) But, you know, just, and it's like, oh, man, that's, oh, that looks, you know. And, And the Lord says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. And it was like the Lord is saying, listen, you've got to learn. You're in the world, but on a daily basis you've got to remind yourself you are not of the world. But the first thing that hit me was when we left and we got up to Yellowstone and it was this thought there is definitely a lack of the fear of God. Now, folks, I'm telling you, I tried to preach something else. God kept bringing me to this, and this is where we will be. I pray it's a blessing. It has been a challenge, but I believe with all my heart our Lord is right. Listen, this is, this, this is what happens. You know, when we gather together and uh, we, we come to church, you know, and specifically say, you know, Sunday morning. We get together and it's great to see, you know, people. I mean, you know, we get here, we've been gone two weeks, it's wonderful to see you guys. And we fellowship and we sing And people give testimony like what we had this morning. And then we open God's word. Amen? That's one thing, you know, I I praise God in being gone, there's one thing I know Roger Whiteside is going to do, he's going to open up God's word. He's going to preach God's word. But here is the challenge. It gets Routine, maybe even mundane, and and you know, okay, we've opened the word, you know, here's a verse. Oh, that's interesting. You know, I read that a little while ago, and oh, okay, pastor's doing all right. Well, you know, I'll give him an eight point five out of ten. That you know, this morning, you know, the joke wasn't all that funny, but the outline was fine. You know, you know, something like that. This is God's word. And all God's people said? This is straight from the throne of grace. And we need to approach it like that. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 1, the Lord speaks. Through Solomon. The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, and judgment, and equity, to give subtlety to the simple, to the young man knowledge and discretion. A wise man will what? here and in so doing will increase with learning and a man or woman of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels to understand the proverb and the interpretation the words of the wise and their dark sayings and then the message excuse me the verse that we will be focusing on to begin The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. We're not going to go there right now, we just don't have the time, but you go to Nehemiah chapter 8 and you see the attitude of God's people. They have been so hungry, they've been so thirsty for God, and they stood as Ezra read the scripture, and they stood for hours and they loved it. Now, I praise God for lights and air conditioning, but I tell you what, they had something that maybe at times we got to recognize we lack. We lack. Now, this was God's starting point. This is God's starting point. He's saying, Listen, the fear of the Lord. That's the beginning. The six verses that precede verse 7 they explain why the book of Proverbs was, was, was written. Man needs wisdom. That's James tells us if any of you lack wisdom, <laughs> and we do, let him ask of God that to giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him, but let him ask in faith nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. Let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. Why? A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And that's what we need to see out of us. Everything depends on wisdom. The other seven words are practically synonymous with it, but this is what the fear of the Lord brings. Now look at that word, Fear. Look at the word fear. The word fear simply means reverence. But wait a minute. In in its simplicity, we absolutely dare not slight it. I came across this. I, I, I can't remember who wrote this, but I thought this was excellent the fear to, excuse me to fear the lord is not to experience a dread that paralyzes all action but neither is it just a polite respect it is an attitude of both reluctance and adoration it's an attitude of both reluctance and adoration that results in a willingness to do what God says. The fear of the Lord is absolutely necessary if we are even to begin on the right foot in learning, living, or worshiping. It's necessary. Let's take a test. You know, we say, yeah, well, I I fear God. You know, I'm okay. Good. Go two chapters over in Proverbs. Let's take a test. Go into my mom's life verse passage. Proverbs 3, look at verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. Amen? Amen? Right. Now look at verse 6. And all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Now, you want to take a test? Here's the test. There are two sides to that verse there's God's side. And there's man's side. In all thy ways acknowledge him. That's man's side. And he shall direct thy paths. That's God's side. You know what a good test is if we really fear the Lord? We stay on our side. But you know what we often do? We get on God's side. He doesn't direct our paths. We do. We do. We don't acknowledge Him. Look to Him. Trust Him. Ask Him. The very simple thing is, the Lord is looking at us and saying, you get back on your side. If we trust excuse me, if we fear the Lord, we will make sure we stay on our side. If we don't, if we think little of it, we will frequent God's side. When it comes to the decisions in our fam- excuse me, in our lives, big or small, We're going to get on God's side. That's the test. You stop and think about it. In all thy ways acknowledge him. You stop and consider decisions that were made this last month. Stop and think about it. How often did we go to the Lord and say, Lord, I want to do the right thing. I want to trust you. To acknowledge him means to recognize in all our dealings God's providence. He rules over all, the Bible tells us. The fear of God keeps us on our side. Why? Because the Bible tells us he that trusteth in his own heart is a fool. I didn't say that. God did. Proverbs 28, 20, six there was a pastor who was talking about some young folks that he went to talk to and he was trying to tell them that you know hey listen God loves you and a young man who was very busy when it came to drugs looked at him and said I don't need God's love I love me I don't need to trust God I trust me that man is a fool you know, it's just, it's, it's hard, but the fact of the matter is, our, our society is filled with it. You know, when, when we're out, you know, there were people that, you know, were camping around, and so you give the gospel out, you track, you know, and stuff. But it was amazing, this last week, it was like, I don't know what the Lord was trying to tell us, but we wound up, we wound up dealing with an elderly couple, they were uh, 86 and 87, and talked to his wife somewhat, and that was fun, and then he said, hey, can I come over? He had been a civil engineer. They came, and we talked to them for an hour and a half. Now, people that are in their late 80s aren't going to live another 30 years. They'd be fortunate to live another five years. But it was incredible When it comes to the gospel, they didn't want to hear it. In fact, they were doing everything they could, at least the husband it seemed, to stay civil. It's like, don't you understand? Don't you see this? They had visited 72 countries and they were enthralled with Buddhists because they were so civilized, they were so nice. Well first of all, I've heard stories different when it comes to Buddhists but the fact is if Satan has somebody, he's not going to stir them all up big time. If you want to see a battle going on, you bring out the gospel, you bring out the cross of Jesus Christ and the empty tomb and see what Satan does. And he did. So when it comes to what we have We need to recognize that this gospel needs to be treated as our God wants it treated. And that means with the fear of God. Go back to 1 7, if you would please. The fear of the Lord is the beginning, the first in place, in time, in order. Consider that while the unbeliever may make statements about life and truth, he does not have true knowledge until the work of redemption is in his life. And he recognizes there is a God that rules over all, and he, as the Gospels bring out, he is the one that we look to. He's the one that we fear because he can, after death, cast somebody in hell. This is what we need to focus on. I, I like this illustration because it it, it helps us see this. It, apparently, th- there was a time when Henry Ford, when he was in the midst of making you know the car and everything and. All, he got a hold of an electrician, a man by the name of Charlie Steinmetz. He built generators for his factory. This man built them, but one day they shut down. He says, "What do I do?" So he contacted this guy. Charlie Steinmetz came and got into his factory for several hours, tinkered, <coughs> excuse me, with the generators, flipped the switch. <coughs> went on. Everything got going. And then he sent Henry Ford a bill $10,000. Now even now that's a pretty good sized bill, but back then, humongous. Ford got back to him and said, what the, 10000 You were just here a few hours. And so he wrote back for tinkering, for For tinkering with the generators, $10. For knowing where to tinker, $9,990. Ford paid the bill. You know what? God knows exactly where to tinker in our lives. That's why we open up his book. Look, I don't know where your fear of the Lord is right now. But would you not agree that there are so many in the professing Christian neighborhood, if you will? They have no fear or very little fear. They are not acknowledging him, they are determining this is the way we're going to go. We know how to do church, Lord. You bless our plans. No. Folks, we need to recognize that we are here before God. Now I listen, the Holy Spirit is here. Amen. If he's here, let the messenger fade into the background. Listen to the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. We looked at God's starting point, Proverbs 1 7. Man came to his turning point. That started, we saw that in Genesis 3. But it's basically summarized in Isaiah 53. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. That's us. And so we need to turn back. Again, go back to Proverbs 1.7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools, now wait a minute, you know, I'm not a fool preacher. How many of you have ever done something foolish? Raise your hand. My hand is up. You know every once in a while we can play the fool. We wind up being indifferent to what God says. But fools despise. They hold as insignificant. Now again if we come into the local fellowship and the word of God is open or you're just reading your Bible at home and you're not listening to the word, your eyes are just glazed over and ripping right through the pages, we're not going to catch what the Lord has to say. Folks, we need to recognize the fear of the Lord. But fools despise wisdom. In other words, skill in life that comes from God alone. There's a man by the name of Dr. Roy Zuck. His definition is this. Wisdom means being skillful and successful in one's relationships and responsibilities, observing and following the Creator's principles of order in the moral universe. We're not animals, folks. We were created in the image of God. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. In other words, reproof, restraint. You need the wisdom, but also you need to hold back. You and I, we have, we might be born again, praise God if we are, but we do have a flesh, and that needs to be reined in. The world is not working along like that line. They're letting go more and more and more. It has been sad to see what's been happening. My wife and I were talking about, even that, you know, from the time we started camping up here where we were at, people have changed, not, not a bunch the people that go camping, but they still have changed. How many of you have ever looked around, maybe the where you work or you did work? And it's like, something's different here. Neighbors. Same thing. We don't, we don't look at them and we don't just look around and go tsk, tisk tisk. you know, we condemning them. They need the gospel. What we need is to recognize who he is. We need to reverentially fear the Lord. Heaven help the Christian who decides they will seek to rewrite the boundaries of life take the wisdom that God has, rewrite it for their own desires so they can indulge in a sin, in rebellion, whatever. I could go into illustrations. I'm not going to right now. Don't have time. I want you to go one chapter over in Proverbs. Could you please go to Proverbs chapter 2? Solomon is continuing and he says this, My son, verse 1, Proverbs 2, If thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, so that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom and apply thine heart to understanding, yea, if thou criest after knowledge and liftest up thy voice for understanding, if thou seekest her as silver and searchest for her as for hid treasures, then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord. If you don't understand it, say, hey, listen, you get a passion for God. By the way, let let, let me bring this up. Let me bring this up. And I'm talking to the men here. Ladies, you you can get set aside and do whatever you do on something like this. But guys, I want to ask you something. How many of you have ever thought of something, you've looked back and you have thought this, man, I wish I hadn't done that or I wish I had done something different. Raise your hand. Okay, stop and think about this. How many of us have ever looked at a young man going down that way and said, hey, let me tell you what you ought to do different. I think that's a good thing. Well, that's meddling. No, it's not. Hey, you know, I think we need some more meddling. You know, son, I love you. Don't do that. Don't go after that. If thou seekest for her as silver and searchest for her as for Hid treasures. Then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Listen, the heart that fears God, the heart that fears God will make right choices. Make right choices. Proverbs 8:13. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Pride, arrogancy, and the evil way, and the forward mouth mouth, do I hate. Proverbs 16, 6. By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. And by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. You fear God, you're not going to watch that movie. You're not going to go to that that website. You fear God, you're going to squelch that thought you fear God. Proverbs 19.23 The fear of the Lord tendeth to life, and he that hath it shall abide satisfied, he shall not be visited with evil. I thought this was interesting. When Saul was saved, when Saul was saved, and eventually he was called Paul. So when Saul was saved, the Bible says that things began to change for the church. But watch what the church did. In Acts 9.31, the Bible says this. This is after the salvation of, of Paul, Saul, who became Paul. Then had the churches rest throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria and were crucified. But then now listen to this and walking in the fear of the Lord. They didn't go, ah, cool, you know, heat's off, I'll be at the beach. This is great, no problem. They didn't cast off restraint when it came to their walk with God. They walked in the fear of the Lord. They didn't backslide, they didn't use a lack of persecution to take it easy. And sadly I think we Christians and I'm including myself in a situation where we have religious freedom which is slowly whittling away but we still haven't, we've kind of taken it easy. We haven't walked like we should in the fear of the Lord. In closing may I encourage us in this. Number one let us resolve. 2 Corinthians 7.1, having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Ephesians 5.21, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Proverbs 29.25, the fear of man bringeth a snare. But whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. So let's resolve, but then also let's remember. Ecclesiastes 8.12. And remember this. When you see a politician or an entertainer or a so-called educator, or anybody get up and spew their wickedness. You remember this, Ecclesiastes 8, 12. Though a sinner do evil an hundred times, and his days be prolonged, yet surely I know that it shall be well with them that fear God. Doesn't matter how old they are how long they live how much it seems they get away with it it's better for the one who fears god ecclesiastes 12:13 let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter fear god and keep his commandments for this is the whole duty of man proverbs 23:17 let not thine heart envy sinners but be thou in the fear of the lord all the day long proverbs 16:6 by mercy and truth again iniquity is purged and by fear by the fear of the lord men depart from evil proverbs 14:27 the fear of the lord is the fountain of life proverbs 15:16 better is a little with the fear of the lord than great treasure and trouble therewith i love this proverbs 14:26 And the fear of the Lord is strong confidence. And his children shall have a place of refuge. You read there and and you think of Romans 8, verse 31. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Oswald Chambers said this, The remarkable thing about fearing God is that when you fear God, you fear nothing else. Whereas if you do not fear God, you fear everything else. Let's take the word of God to heart. Let us indeed fear God and keep his commandments. This is the whole duty of man. But let's remember it's better for the man or woman that fears God than for anybody